This is episode number 302. What kind of journey do you want? With Lachelle Atkins. Welcome. My name is Oleg Lohit, and this is the Overcoming Ads podcast, where you get a glimpse into the stories of individuals who have overcome adversity, suffering, and struggle in achieving their personal success. This podcast was built by you and for you to help you overcome adversity, suffering, and struggle in achieving your false potential. Before we get into today's episode, I'd like to make a few quick announcements. First one being is in regard to our show. And that is if our show has had any form of impact in your life, please consider supporting our work by either making a contribution through our website at overcomingodds.today or leaving us a review on iTunes, Facebook, or Google so more people can find these inspiring and courageous conversations. The second announcement that I wanted to make is in regard to our weekly show, which will be starting during the second week of January in 2022 called Survive to Thrive, Live the Story You Create. What this is, is a series of weekly conversations where we explore the connection between one's personal narrative and the topics of grief, resilience, gratitude, appreciation, and many other topics. If you feel that this is in alignment with you, please consider joining us live on any given Saturday through Facebook or LinkedIn Live and share your own insights and perspectives as it relates to each and every single topic. Now, let's get back to the show. Michelle. Yeah. Life works, isn't it? (laughs) It's so funny. I feel like I'm really, you know, on a big time show, all the little intros and all that. So I'm excited. (laughs) Yeah, we've grown. And I think that's the point of it all is to be able to learn and grow as much as you can. And and the other thing that I'll mention with you and anyone else that chooses to tune in is that there'll be plenty of mistakes that I'll make mm-hmm. in the future. And there have been so many mistakes that I've made in the past. In fact, it's gotten to a point where I've lost track of it. And it seems like um, a free membership to that club for, for many people. We have something on video to show the mistakes, right? Oh yes. Yes, we do. <laughs> we, we certainly have had one of <laughs> one of those and it's, it was a beautiful moment. And I think it was, it wasn't, it couldn't have been more fitting for the topic that we were mm-hmm. talking about. In fact, I remember vividly, we were talking about conflict <laughs> and our conflict for that day was the conflict with technology. But, you know, this topic for me, it's, it's interesting for a um, couple of different reasons. First is I'm a huge believer in having some sense of direction, mm-hmm. not necessarily having a concrete plan of here are the steps that I'm going to take for the five year, 10 years. In fact, if I'm being honest, I don't fully believe in five year or 10 year plans mm-hmm. solely because I think it's too long. I think mm-hmm. it's too long of a time frame. Mm-hmm. What I do believe in is setting intentions for what I want to experience and what it is that I need right now in the moment. And then the one other thing that I believe in is what step can I take today to get closer to that thing that I'm looking mm-hmm. for? Mm-hmm. I know you also share a similar belief. I know mm-hmm. you believe in sending intention for the type of journey that you want. So mm-hmm. I'm curious as we wrap up the year, what is the direction? What is the journey that you want in the upcoming year, in the upcoming months, week, 
maybe even tomorrow. I love that. How, how do you how do you process that? Yeah. So first, I just want to thank you so much for mm -hmm. having me again. And I just love these conversations, you know, because they really challenge me. And I've been missing seeing you. So I know that you're traveling and I just feel like it's a special gift to be able to spend time with you on this journey that you're currently mm -hmm. on. So I first want to say that um, I think there is so much power to intention. Uh, a couple weeks ago, I was reflecting on what my aspirations and intentions were for 2021. And I had a friend in my network who asked me to record a video. It had to be less than a minute and uh, send it to her. And so she made a show with everyone's uh, intentions for the year. And at that time, my intention was to impact 21,000 796 people. And I came up with that number because that was double what my current um, number of followers were on all my mm -hmm. social media platforms. Well, as of December the 5th, as I was reflecting, getting ready for the end of the year, uh, seeing what final things I needed to do in order to make sure I accomplish this goal, because uh, I've had this goal and this video on all my email, everything, even though I haven't really been looking at the video uh, mm -hmm. at all throughout the year, but it's something that has been in the background, so to speak. And um, I just wanted to say, well, let me make sure that I'm going to accomplish this goal and see where I'm at. And uh, as of December 5th, I was at 43,180. That is awesome. Wow. Yeah. So I think just having that intention um, really is important because that was, a, there was a number of things that I wanted to accomplish in 2021. And I don't even think I talked about that intention as much as I talked about other things that, mm -hmm. you know, I was fortunate enough to accomplish as well. But it just really uh, struck me how how I set my uh, footing for the beginning of the year made a difference on what I accomplished. So I definitely have a mindset of being intentional about what 2022 is going to look like for me mm -hmm. and recognizing the power of intention and what that really can mean every day as I intentionally look to accomplish what I'm striving for. Do you have an overarching theme that you put in the middle that kind of guides all of the other actions? Because I realized that in uh, Steve Gamlin, which I don't know, you may yeah, or no may Steve. not know him. He, one of the things that I find fascinating about him in regard to his vision work is when I started to pay attention to it. And when I started to do a lot of the work myself, not necessarily exactly from his program, but more so just a variety of other people I've come across. I've realized that by having a an intention or a goal in the middle that guides a lot of the actions, it has always helped me because it it kept the thing in frame. So I wasn't necessarily going everywhere, trying to do a little bit of this, trying to do a little bit of that. And, and I guess the other thing that I've realized about, quote unquote, this journey is that this journey has no end it, in 2021 or December 30th, 31st is not necessarily the end to that journey. It's just mm -hmm. an end to a chapter, if anything. Mm -hmm. And what I'm also noticing about goal setting and the intention for the journey that I want 
is sometimes those goals take a lot longer. Sometimes those goals take a lot longer than a year. Mm-hmm. Some goals take many years. In fact, I'm looking back at everything and I was sharing with you one of the things that I've learned over the years, and that's how to take advice or how to take information from other people. This is at least five to 10 years in the making, mm-hmm. without a doubt, mm-hmm. of trying to understand here is a person and here's the information they're sharing in regard to what I quote unquote should be doing in life. And I have the responsibility to understand which pieces of those, whatever they're saying that I implement within my life. And that's taken me five to 10 years. I've set goals where I wanted to do it in half a year. I've set goals where I wanted to do it. <laughs> I wanted to do it by the next conversation, but it, it didn't happen. So I'm curious when it comes to your journey and everything that you are doing in life, A, where do you personally even begin in trying to articulate what is the journey that you would like to experience to begin with? Yeah, I think for me uh, in this year, that mm-hmm. whole theme is cohesion. You know, a lot of people ask me about my brand being America's Supermom. And mm-hmm. that to me was a blend of, you know, the professional with the personal, the business and the motherhood. And so that I feel was one of the things that helped me to catapult where I am today, because I didn't feel like I had to choose between one or the other. I found a way to blend them on a regular basis, include my kids in what I do. You know, if you hear something in the background, you know, oh, well, that she is America's supermom. She does have mm-hmm. a lot of kids and I can just keep it moving. Um, but I think it's about really understanding, you know, when I say that I want to uh, create an impact, it gives me clarity about how I want to do that. You know, what mm. is that message? And that clarity allows me to really dive deeper into how I accomplish that. You know, um, just understanding that, you know, I can speak to anybody. I can get on a different, different stages. I can collaborate. But if I'm clear about what my intentions are, it helps me to understand what of those collaborations are going to help me move forward and which ones are not, which ones may sound good, but we're really in different directions. And I think the whole thing of understanding what's in alignment with what you want to do is so beneficial because it's like um, trying to multitask and doing a lot of things and then feeling like, you know, you stopped over here. Now you got to go restart over here. Whereas if you're just on that same path and you have that same momentum, you can accomplish a lot more. You know, you're not switching back and forth. By the way, I I don't think I've ever told you this. It's a really bold brand. I like it. Oh, thank you. I appreciate It's a bold statement. Yeah. I'm telling you because, um, you know, it's so many deeper things with that brand. You know, it's like the American dream. I was an only Mm -hmm. child and, you know, my goal was to have that good job, to retire and follow everything to a T. And then that just wasn't my reality. So, I mean, how can you spend all your academic career chasing something and then find that that just was not going to be your outcome there? You know, are you just going to stop living? You're just going to be like, okay, uh, start over. I mean, you know, so I just am so grateful with the people that I've been around in my own journey to really have learned how to 
reframe that and use it in a way that propels me forward in spite of, you know, it being a major detour. <laughs> Hmm. The life that I have now as a mother with 15 children. Mm -hmm. Do you feel like you fully embraced that brand? Fully embrace it. And I think it just, every year it gets even better. You mm. know, I feel like um, I don't have to apologize. I'm the same you know, way. Yeah. For mm -hmm. being a mom. And I think I love really being able to surprise people a lot of people give me a platform to speak because they're like man she's got all those kids she definitely knows about uh communication or something but mm -hmm. how i'm able to really surprise them with networking or business insight or different things that they had no idea the depth of what i can bring to the table mm -hmm. that's the thing that i really uh love to do and there's so many things that I think experiences like that can teach. I, I know for a fact, whenever I do quote unquote, <laughs> unrelated activities, mm -hmm. those things actually teach me more than the activities themselves. Sounds whenever right. I choose to go in nature, go for a hike, whatever it is, those for me are perfect opportunities to really reflect upon the other things that I'm doing. And the other thing that there are a couple of things that you mentioned that I find very interesting and worthwhile exploring first is I was just having a conversation with Dorothy, who is, she's one of the people, I, I don't know if the two of you connected on the Saturday calls or not, or she might have joined. Oh yeah, Dorothy, she's yeah. from uh, overseas. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Her and I were just talking about this concept and I was sharing with her how there were so many times throughout my life where I was doing things in order to keep the dream alive. And I see so many other people do the same thing. I see so many people working two, three jobs, and then as the quote-unquote fourth job, that's the dream job. That's the mm -hmm. dream project that they get to work on. And I find it so interesting how there have been so many systems that have been built over the years, whether it's in the States or just over the all over the world in general, mm -hmm. how living this dream really does become almost like an impossible mission to do. Because there's so many other things to have to accomplish in order to actually create this time and the space to live one's dream. So whenever I come across people who are doing that, I just have nothing but a complete admiration for them because they found a way to do it. Because it's not it's not the easiest of journeys. So true. And I think, and, um, you know, we're not encouraged to do that. You know, yeah. I was listening to somebody in an interview and he was talking about his... Um, grandson having this desire to be a musician and mm -hmm. you know although he went to college and you know everybody's like oh I don't know about that you know it's kind of mm -hmm. like the same thing with being an actor right but he told him he said if that's what you want to do then do everything related to that particular industry if you want to be a musician work around people that do music you know um you know, go to venues that have music and work there, um, you know, do all the things related to that particular industry so that you can kind of see the different areas and mm -hmm. explore how things may work for you. And I think if you do that, that really positions you for success because you have this tunnel vision about your industry and you're able to see how that intricately works in different areas that you may not have even considered. Mm 
but it also keeps you in the space around people that can help you keep that dream alive because there are going to be issues where, you know, you may not be the next uh, celebrity when it comes to being a musician, but you're going to have that momentum to keep moving and understand different parts and realize that, well, maybe being in the spotlight wasn't what you had envisioned after all, but mm-hmm. that's what you envisioned because that's all you knew. Mm-hmm. Why do you think it's so difficult to build one's dream? Well, I think a lot of it is your dream is very unique to you. Mm-hmm. And if you're a person who doesn't have a lot of confidence to be able to express thoughts that are different than what everybody else has, it can be hard to share that dream. And there's, you know, just like uh, breathing, your dream needs oxygen. Mm -hmm. It needs for you to have those moments of telling people about it and, uh, you know, giving it life, so to speak. And if you are someone who is not confident, you may feel like you want to hide your dream. And Mm. hiding and burying it is the same thing as eventually allowing it to die because you're not giving it life and uh, bringing it into your everyday routine and talking to it and uh, bringing it to life. So that's what I would say. Mm-hmm. I think one of the things that I've realized throughout my own journey of building this dream is that there's definitely a fair share of challenges that I faced along the way. And mm-hmm. there are definitely moments and I'm curious if you have had moments like this as well, where I did want to give up. Mm-hmm. I did want to give up the dream because I, I've realized and I can't speak for anyone else's journey but mine, but it truly did get that hard. Mm-hmm. I've been tested in many different ways. <laughs> and, <laughs> and some of those ways really did create the time and the space for me to ponder that question. Should mm-hmm. you keep going? What's the mm-hmm. point? And, and I can't tell you what ultimately pushed through it. I think it was probably a combination of why did I begin this in the first place? What was Mm -hmm. I trying to create? And then outside of that, I think it's exactly what you just described. It was the network. It was the people. Mm -hmm. And I also think that there's so many other things that happen as part of that process where I do believe that based on my experience that when I started pursuing this, A, internally, I felt like this was the right path to take. Mm -hmm. But sometimes the, the steps aren't as as evident Mm -hmm. to be seen. Mm -hmm. And sometimes those steps take a little while or certain conversations to uncover. And what I realized was that in some of those moments where I did want to give up on the dream, some way or another, I received a message, whether it was Mm -hmm. a message from someone on Facebook that I've never spoken to before. And they would say something that is so relevant to that time, or a friend of mine would call me in that moment or someone would contact me some other way. So I do think that there's probably something else that's at stake that's Mm -hmm. maybe larger than the two of us or how we're able to even interpret this concept of what kind of journey do you want. So what I'm also learning as part of this is that, yes, as great as it might be to set an intention and to set goals, at the end of the day, I don't think I know as much as I think I know Mm -hmm. about this concept of a journey. I think if anything, maybe all I could do is try to communicate that dream that I have to myself to the best of the ability, listen to how other people interpret that dream, enhance my language. Mm -hmm. And then from there, I think all I could do is 
do the work. That's really what I'm learning at the end of the day. So true. Is that well, all I can I, do is just take the steps. And then from there, I have no idea how the steps are going to work out. I have no idea who I'm going to meet. And most importantly, I don't know who is going to be the next person that opens the next door. Right. I, I think that is so true because, you know, there's the element when you have a dream, so much about it, you don't know. And yeah. you make up out of ignorance, right? <laughs> so it's like, you know, for example, if I say that, I have an open field and I want to build a, uh, a building there. I don't know anything about that. Okay. I just know <laughs> what I think it's supposed to look like. I'm not an architect. I'm not a plumber, an electrician. I don't hang drywall, none of that. But I think I know what that vision is supposed to look like. So because mm. we have a lot of our dream that we don't know, you know, we have to really focus on what we do know. And focus mm -hmm. on really connecting with people that can bring that to life and have an attitude of not feeling threatened that their ability to show their genius and building out whatever that looks like doesn't have to be intimidating for us mm -hmm. to where we're afraid that they're going to steal our idea or get credit for what we have created or whatever the case may be. Mm -hmm. I think there's a lot of that that goes into not being able to trust other people. You know, I know that was mm -hmm. my story because mm -hmm. I was raised as a high achiever and it's like, hey, you're not going to get credit for my work. This was my idea or whatever. And once you learn to let that go and understand that at the end of the day, I could say, yeah, this is my vision for this building. But if it was up to me, there wouldn't be a building. <laughs> <laughs> Because I can't do any of that, okay? So I think once you really get comfortable with knowing who you are, you know, we were talking before you hit record mm -hmm. about how, you know, we can follow other people's formula, but is that even what's best for us? You know, yeah. what are some of the tools that we can take from somebody else's journey or their method and how can we apply it to us? You know, if you're a diabetic and you have to have a certain diet, well, you don't have to follow this recipe if it has some ingredients that are not going to work for you. Mm -hmm. But I think we can feel in some areas we can have this give and take and, you know, uh, and make it our own. But then in other things, we're like, well, I don't know if I change it, is it going to get the same result? But we should be more in tune to who we are and what our strengths and weaknesses are and how it shows up for us. Yeah. I know I've been in those shoes before. I, in fact, when I was younger, I can vividly remember times where I was looking for that home run. I was looking mm -hmm. for that home run program, that home run call, that home run person, whatever it might be. And what I realized ultimately through life is that that concept of a home run, at least for me, it hasn't been a thing. It's almost mm -hmm. like if it doesn't exist and what I, what I'm ultimately learning throughout this journey is that for me, it really did become about how do I learn the bits and pieces from each person's journey and then formulate my own plan, my own vision, my own map for what I want to experience. But it truly, it never has been one program that has mm -hmm. been a thing. I think it's been an aspiration. Part of it, I think, has to do with it has taken me quite some time to let go of this concept of instant gratification and really choosing to stay patient. I think if anything, what I've learned in the past, however many years 
It's the ability to stay patient and to believe in the possibility of some of these other things coming into my life, whether it's people or whatever other resources, but it has happened. It has happened, Mm -hmm. but this is many, many years moving forward. Now, you know, I, I guess the question I would ask is how you're able to navigate through your age and the age of other people. You know, I just remember when I was younger, uh, a lot younger. <laughs> uh, you know, it was sometimes hard for me to hear from people older than me because I kind of yeah. had this little thing, a chip on my shoulder. Oh, <laughs> yeah, it took them a little longer because, you know, they're older or whatever the case may be. So you do such a good job of being mm-hmm. able to uh, really listen and, uh, you know, digest what people tell you of all ages. So how were you able to do that? I think for me, what I've learned is I, I laugh because I was that person. I was that person <laughs> for many years. I was yeah, I was stubborn. I felt that I was right. I felt others were wrong. I felt that I knew better than other people, even in situations where I didn't had any experience in regard mm-hmm. to the subject. And I think part of that had to do with my overwhelming sense of confidence. I just truly mm-hmm. felt confident in myself and my abilities. What I've learned is this, is that for me, there became a point where I started to realize that just because I came with came up with an idea doesn't mean that it's my idea. It doesn't have mm. to be my idea. And ultimately, the, the other thing that I've learned as part of that is I believe all ideas might be born with one person, but in order for that idea to actually manifest into whatever it could be, it takes a village. Mm. It takes people from all kinds of industries. It takes people from all kinds of backgrounds. And I think that lesson I've learned through probably hundreds of conversations with other people who have mm. done similar things, they said, yes. I gave quote unquote birth to this concept, but what really raised it was the thousand and 10,000 of other people that are met along the way. So I had to let go of many things. I had to let go of the desire to be right. I had to be, I had to become more playful on the playing Mm -hmm. field and I had to reframe a lot of things. I had to reframe this whole concept that one of my biggest worries at the time was what's going to happen when I start sharing my ideas. Is it possible mm-hmm. that other people are going to steal my plan and implement them themselves? It's a, it could be a reality, mm-hmm. but what I've also learned is that even if people do try and take your idea, really think about it. It is so difficult to implement an idea and execute regardless of what the idea is. So true. So are people going to put in the time and effort for the five to 10 years trying to build it? Maybe. And if they do, yours is still going to be different because you are you and there's only one of you. And the approach that you take is completely different from anyone else's approach. Mm -hmm. So I realized those things and that's where I think I became a lot more open to the idea of working with other people Mm -hmm. and also just realized that I'm not an island. I need other people. Mm-hmm. It, it's not possible to build the things that I'm wanting to build or to dream of by myself. Mm-hmm. I can start it. I can have the courage to move the first puzzle piece forward, but I can't complete the whole picture. Mm-hmm. It's just not possible. Mm-hmm. Because at the end of the day, I only know what I know. 
mm-hmm. and there's so much that I don't know. In fact, one of the things I'm learning now is that as I age, that column of the things that I don't know is becoming significantly higher than the one of the one than the one of the ones that I do know. So, so at, at first I thought it was the other way around, and then there was a point where they kind of leveled each other out, and now it's just like not even comparable. It's not so even in the same ballpark. And it is so true. So true. It's, it's been quite the journey to learn it, but ultimately that's what I'm learning is that in order for things to really work out to the level I dream them, I have to work with other people. Mm-hmm. And look, there's, there still are, I meet people of different perspectives. Mm-hmm. I meet people with whom I don't necessarily agree with. Mm-hmm. So I think what I've, what I've learned as part of that is that it's okay to agree to disagree. Mm-hmm. It's okay for me to listen to someone else's remarks about whoever it might be whether it's the president, COVID, whatever the situation is, mm-hmm. and not fully agree with them because I don't have to implement everything that the other person is saying, which actually led me to an interesting realization. And I'll be curious to hear what you think on this. Mm-hmm. So I believe everyone has value, mm-hmm. but I don't believe everything everyone says has value. Mm-hmm. And that's what I'm realizing through this. Well, and I would say um, I agree with that to a point because I think, Mm -hmm. you know, I, you know, I always come from the scripture and um, the Bible says you can learn from a fool. So the things that we even think may not have value can still be valuable to us and teach us many things. And I think, you know, there are if you are really keen on finding out what you're supposed to learn, that's really how my day is. You know, the thing about it that gives me energy and momentum every day is what am I going to learn today? What is this Mm. person supposed to teach me? And you ask that before every conversation. Yeah. Because, you know, it's so important, I think, to keep your ego in check. You know, um, I can have a moment to really just say, okay, what am I supposed to learn from this person, even if it's just a quick second? And then I'm able to just sit back and be myself mm-hmm. from, you know, I mean, I've had calls this past week where I'm in the car, the technology's not working, and I'm just laughing and being me because <laughs> I just feel like, you know, well, this person is supposed to teach me something. What am I learning? Right. And it's not like I feel like the spotlight is on me to where I have to be this professional and do whatever. You know, it's like, okay, there we're having a connection call. So mm-hmm. they are able to see this is what my world is like, you know, and it's okay for me to show them this because what are they going to teach me as well? Right. Mm-hmm. So having that attitude has really helped me with so many connections that. It's just like I dive right to the heart of the matter by having that type of mindset. You know, Mm -hmm. there's no fluff. I don't care if we're even if we're saying, you know, the normal, hey, how are you doing? There's some element of us diving right to the heart of the matter because I have that type of mindset going into it. Mm -hmm. 
And so I think everything that someone tells you is a value. And it's so funny. I mean, somebody might say one little quote or something and I'm like, wow, what was that you said? You know, and it profound <laughs> to me, you know? Yeah. So um, I just believe that's just how I live. And, you know, I have not been disappointed. Everybody has taught me something, even from me expecting to hear a certain philosophy from somebody. But then when I get on the phone and I find out, man, they are totally different than what I would have expected. Mm-hmm. Some like what happened to us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It took us a while to connect, but when we finally did, it, it was, uh, I, I instantly knew that this was a connection that was going to be a connection for however long. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm also, I, I also, I find this interesting and I'm curious what made sense to you? What clicked for you that there's a lesson? It sounds like there's a lesson within everything. How, how did you come to that conclusion and what did you do after that? Yeah, I think, and I'm just, I think it really got stronger after our connection. And I'm just going to mm-hmm. tell you why, because you know, when we first were supposed to connect, there was this element of, I don't know if it was, I was late or missed it or you did or something happened and we didn't connect like we were supposed to. So normally when that happens, um, I'm just like, well, you know, maybe it just wasn't meant to be. I'm just not going to try to force it or whatever, Mm -hmm. but I don't know. There was just this curiosity. You know, and, and normally I just would let it go, but I didn't, there was just something. Um, and I'm not one to really read people's bios and stuff. It's really sad. I should, (laughs) but I don't, you know, and I don't know if we were connected from somebody or something, I would have to go back and look, but there was some intrigue about it. Mm -hmm. And normally if it's a late or somebody doesn't come through, I just am like, well, you know, I don't know what we're just not meant to be, but there was something different about that. I was intrigued. And so uh, after we had our first meeting and I, I, I think I was supposed to be having you on my podcast or something. Yes, I think so. Mm-hmm. I, I, and so mm-hmm. when you started telling me about your story, that did it for me. I was like, <laughs> I got to hear about this story. You know what I mean? I was just so mesmerized. You know, and uh, I just remembered that was just, I totally was not expecting that story. Mm-hmm. And um, that element of surprise just really changed it for me. So I think that was one of the things because, you know, you were younger. I'm just thinking, mm-hmm. okay, what are, what is he really going to teach me? You know what I mean? You kind of challenge yeah. yourself. But when I heard that story, I was just blown <laughs> away. And uh, that really was a game changer for me. So I thought, you know, you just can't go into any situation assuming and thinking, you know, that you know someone's story. And then also being able to hear what's not being said. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, there was just when you hear what's not being said, you know, the right questions to ask. And that is what makes the connection that much more deeper because you so hear really what the other point. person is not saying, right? Yeah. It's almost like a vibration that gets passed through it. And I'm, I'm learning the same thing more and more. 
I will say that I think with some people, it's a little bit harder to yeah. listen for that thing. And, and I don't know if it has to do with their ability to open up or mm-hmm. my ability to listen or a variety of distractions that might be surrounding me. But mm-hmm. I think you that's that's a very key point to mm-hmm. in, an intuitive conversation, being mm-hmm. able to listen to what's not being said, because you're right. You could hear, I, I could hear certain, for example, I could, if I could sense a person going into a specific area and then I could hear where they're not wanting to go mm-hmm. or maybe wanting to go, but they're not choosing to go that way. Mm-hmm. And then I think within that, there is, there's probably a way to, to do it. And I, I'm trying to think of how I do it. And I, I really can't tell you how I do it because I don't know how I do it. <laughs> And just do it. There's no, I, I mean, but there's, but yeah. there's something like I, I think about the uh, Saturday calls and I was, I was talking to a couple other people today and I don't know. I, I can't tell you how in the first five minutes we're able to get into some of the deepest topics about life mm-hmm. with people who I've never met. Yeah. I think there's something just that says to be said about the person's energy and who they are and, Maybe there is almost an instant trust that gets built between some people and some connections. Well, I think, you know, it's back to knowing what questions to ask. Yeah. Because even if someone opens up, they don't do that with everybody. That's also a good point. And a lot of times they'll say that, man, I haven't even met you before, but I just feel like I've known you for (laughs) years. You know what I mean? And I, I, I just, that's the kind of connection I got with you i mean we were on the phone i think for like two hours or something at least yeah yeah (laughs) so i think um there is that element of you know really being able to hear what's not being said and caring about what's not Mm -hmm. being said Mm -hmm. because a lot of people may hear but they don't take that step yeah one thing that both you and scott mason have taught me is the importance of taking notes when you listen to other people. Mm-hmm. Why do you do that? Besides because the some, obvious. Yeah, sometimes it's so profound that I have learned that that momentum or motivation in the moment, mm-hmm. it makes you feel that you're never going to forget that, that that was so profound. Mm. Then two hours later, you can't even remember what the person said. <laughs> But if you write it down, you can go back because I don't know, there's that vibration that you have and that connection in the moment and you can't recreate that always. But Mm -hmm. when you go back and you've written it, it allows you to have it penetrate even deeper, Mm -hmm. if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I was just curious because I, I don't do that often there are some times where i'll pull out a piece of paper and a pen mm-hmm. and start taking notes in fact i did it yesterday and i'm trying to think why did i do it then and i didn't do it the past however many calls i think why i did it then is because of exactly what you just said there's some things that are so profound to me that i know for a fact if i let it go and just start focusing on what's being said next. And there's probably a possibility I'm going to forget it. Mm-hmm. it. As much as I want to remember it, something that I've learned about myself is as great as my memory is, there's always that situation where it just it just gets lost. I mean, it really does. think about 
how much information we actually process yes on a minute by minute basis that's probably yeah. one of the reasons why sometimes this question of what kind of journey do you want is probably one of the hardest questions to answer so true you know and i think the i think the best thing about this question though is to realize that we have a choice mm. and for some people you know when you're asked a question and you have a choice you have to have a level of accountability with that you know yeah. if i say well you know um well my journey this uh 2022 is that i'm gonna double the impact again with the people that i've uh already reached so that's eighty six thousand and some change worth of people for me mm -hmm. to say that then i have to be accountable so sometimes we don't want to answer because we're like Hey, I don't want him going back and playing this video next year. <laughs> you know what I mean? We begin yeah. to think that. But if we're in a place where we don't really have accountability, we'll tell you anything. Yeah. But when it's really when the rubber meets the road, you know, we begin to even dream smaller. We mm. dream what we feel we can accomplish and share that with people. You know, so um, it's so funny. So many people in my network, they know that I want to collaborate with uh, Oprah Winfrey and Jimmy Fallon. Mm -hmm. And so they talk about it. And so now it's like, okay, well, what am I going to do in 2022 to get me closer to that? So mm -hmm. I've had no problem telling that goal to strangers, to people in my network and everything all year. I've seen you publicly post that. Exactly. That's awesome. So now I'm like, <laughs> what am I going to do though to get me closer? Am I going to start really being intentional with the people I network or, you know, I don't know. And I'm like, after I saw this video that I did and how I added that, I'm like, you know, maybe I should add that to my email at the bottom or something, or I don't know maybe a signature on my text messages. But I yeah. think when we really decide that we are not going to stop, we're going to be committed to whatever that journey is, mm -hmm. then we begin to figure out what are some other places that you can hold yourself accountable outside of you just saying it, thinking it, you know, but where is it going to be a little bit more permanent so that other people can see it and they can continue to remind you and mm -hmm. keep you on task? Because that's a big thing to aspire for. Do you find yourself, it's interesting that you mentioned this part because I personally haven't figured it out fully, maybe to a degree now, but before I definitely was more hesitant when it came to this and that's speaking things out loud before they happened. Hmm. Do you find that there's actual power in doing things like that, even if those things don't happen? Yes. Or because... do you hold yourself back from saying some of those things before they actually take place? For example, if you have a great call with someone, right? And the call mm -hmm. is going to promise whatever it's going to promise. Do you pick up the phone and call your best friend or whoever it is and say, hey, you won't believe this just happened and this is going to happen next? Or do you choose to hold off on that action until that thing actually manifests and happens or may not happen? That's a good question because I have to balance that on a regular basis because there yeah. are times that um, things happen and, you know, it's just fear. You know, you don't want to tell somebody because if it doesn't happen, then it's like, man, I told them 
you know, but yeah. <laughs> there's that element of going another notch in competence that can't happen if you don't have the courage to do it without the confidence, if that makes sense. It's mm. a, like a growth. So um, I'm blessed because a lot of times when I have these moments of, you know, these celebrity guests is what I call them. You know, I'll run around the house and tell my kids, high five them. And they're like, who is that? <laughs> <laughs> they don't even know. You know what I mean? But it's that element of being able to express it. And I think uh, one of the ways to help yourself with that is kind of having those small celebrations and really capturing what it is that you got from that next level. So for example, if somebody that was really famous that you wanted to interview said yes, you know, what did that do for you? Was that a confidence builder or was it um, just something mm -hmm. to help you believe in something that you thought was impossible? Whatever that is, finding a way to capture that and continue to nurture that. So if it yeah. was a, if you overcame fear, then, you know, go find something else that's going to keep that particular um, confidence moving in that same direction. So if that's telling somebody or whatever, you know, I think it's a case by case basis. Do you believe that there are things in life that are not possible? Do you believe in the impossible? Do you think it's a thing? Yeah, I believe everything is possible. Yeah. You know, I, I'm learning so much the power of language mm -hmm. and what you believe. Um, I just watched the movie The Matrix for the first time. Um, oh, yeah, kids, that's a good one. <laughs> my kids have one. seen it. And I mean, it's been around the house. But, you know, that was a babysitter for me because I would go do something else while they were engaged in the movie. But um, I think the power of the mind is so profound. Mm -hmm. And really what you focus on really can grow. I mean, I've just seen it in my own life uh, during this pandemic. If it wasn't for me having to wear a mask, going outside of the house or certain things uh, changing on the outside, mm -hmm. I, I wouldn't even believe it was happening because I have really created a bubble. You know, I don't watch the news. I don't, um, I protect the space that I have. And it continues to allow me to believe the impossible people that I can connect with and things that I can accomplish. But it is a purposeful act that I have to do in order yeah. to be that way. So I think if you're really committed to believing the impossible, um, you know, it can happen and, you know, start reading books with people yeah. that have done impossible things, you know, and you, you will find that nothing really is impossible, I don't think. I'm the same exact way. I do believe mm -hmm. that whatever I focus on, it does expand. Mm -hmm. That's what my experience has taught me. And I, and I think the same thing is true to whether you choose to believe in possible and impossible. And it's the same thing mm -hmm. that you mentioned however many minutes ago. And that's the fact that you do have a choice in all of mm -hmm. this. And I think that's the one thing that I forgot from, from time to time is that thing. That mm -hmm. I have a choice in whether or not I choose to put my energy towards one subject or the other. Mm -hmm. And that, if anything, that makes a difference because I don't know. Someone had said this to me a little while ago. I don't remember who the person was, but they said that there's certain information your your brain or your mind doesn't know the difference. 
right? Mm -hmm. If anything, what it does know is how much you want that thing. So going back to desire, which I think every single person in the space of Oprah, Tony Robbins, Napoleon mm -hmm. Hill, Bob Proctor, you name it. Mm -hmm. That's one of the first steps that each and every single one of them discusses is the desire mm -hmm. for that thing. So I think there is an important thing that I've learned through this is that whatever that thing is, as long as I choose to believe it and put action and everything towards it, it may happen. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So it's, I think it's important to understand what is it that I believe in because regardless, it's going to manifest or may Still manifest true. into that thing. Yeah. And I think, you know, a part of with that is um, connecting with the right people, you yeah. know, because that's one of the things when you hear what's not being said as well, you know, mm -hmm. you recognize if someone is not on that vibration Yeah, by the way they talk. And, you know, I have learned that it's really not my responsibility to uh, try to talk somebody into a higher vibration. You know, you can just listen and find out where they want to be. And, you know, it's not a problem. I understand we all have a choice. But oftentimes in the past, what I would try to do was really try to help somebody see the vibration that I was yes. on. And them. it's like, yeah. you know, you're wasting your energy because you could be leveling up to another vibration, but you're over here pulling dead weight. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. There have mm -hmm. been quite a few chapters in my life where I tried to fix people. Mm -hmm. And I realized that, it, well, maybe if anything that is impossible, it's fixing someone else or changing someone else. Because I think that change, in my experience, it had to take from me accepting the fact that I wanted to change. Mm -hmm. people told might have told me different things hey change this change that but it really didn't click for me until I started to accept that as a possibility for my own life mm -hmm. and that was the big thing that I realized is so many chapters of my life I was trying to change other people and I simply couldn't that's the ultimate thing that I ran into and it was I think it, it initially was devastating to accept that this person won't change that I can't change their thinking but at the same time I had to accept the fact that everyone's on their own journey. Mm -hmm. It's as simple as that. Mm -hmm. People are on their own journeys. And some for some people, the things that I'm sharing with them, they may make sense. For others, they may not. And that's okay. Mm -hmm. and that's been one of the harder ones to accept. Is that because it it's not only strangers. Sometimes it's people closest to you. Yes. That you are wanting them to change certain things and they don't. Mm -hmm. And really realizing that, hey, just let it go. It's their yeah. journey. If they change, great. If not, also perfectly fine. Because at the end of the day, I'm choosing to accept them for who they are, regardless. So true. And I think really being able to identify that, because energy really is a game changer. You yeah. know, energy, being able to navigate the energy, the vibration is so important because... Um, that's what you have to show people. You know, mm -hmm. when we, you can't tell people, you have to show them and you show them by that energy. I mean, it's just like we said earlier, you can get on a call with somebody and they just open up to you. They feel really close to you because you're able to nurture that vibration. Yeah. And um, you're able to 
pull out of them, you know, even if they felt they haven't been there before, mm-hmm. pull them into a certain area because they desire it. And so mm-hmm. I think that really is a special gift to be able to recognize that. But at the same time, you know, um, you have to understand that not everybody is going to even see it or receive it. And yeah. that's okay. Mm-hmm. But it's a matter of over time, you know, you will get, um, you recognize that that's just not a part of it being your personal responsibility. Mm-hmm. for someone else to kind of have that mindset about it, you know, yeah. whatever that is. Yeah. Michelle, how do people connect with you? I know of how I can connect with you, but other people may not. Where can people find out more of what you have going on, what you have in the works for the next year? And Yeah. The, I, I am just uh, an open book on any social media platform, but you know, I like for them to reach out to me through LinkedIn you know, mm-hmm. LinkedIn is really where I'm hanging out a lot now. I started a new newsletter and uh, I'm really excited to be able to make deeper connections with people that are in my network and talk about some issues and topics that really help to have a greater impact in their lives. So mm. LinkedIn would be the best place right now. That's perfect. Are you guys celebrating the holidays? Do you celebrate Christmas? Yeah, we celebrate Christmas. You know, um, it's, uh, you know, a lot going on, cooking dinner and, you know, opening gifts and all this kind of stuff. We're not going to be traveling. We will be here, but um, Mm -hmm. looking forward to it. You know, uh, the holidays I'm learning to, I've always really appreciated them, but uh, just with the restrictions and not being able to see some of the family members that we used to. You know, you've really grown to appreciate and have gratitude for what you can do and uh, how you can make the time special. Uh, So, you know, they really get into they've decorated for Thanksgiving, for uh, fall and, you know, every holiday seems like they're around here decorating and putting photo booths up and taking pictures. So it's really cute. It's like, man, how much money are y'all spending (laughs) on decorations? Every month is something because, you know, they're used to really entertaining and doing a lot more. So, yeah, it's a lot of fun. We're looking forward to it. That's awesome. That's one thing I I know for a fact I'm going to miss is the time spending with my family. But Mm -hmm. fortunately, I'm going to head to Norway actually tomorrow, later tomorrow, and then spend a couple weeks there. And then I'm planning to go to Ghana for a couple months after that. Yeah, mm-hmm. and experience the world. But yeah, holiday is always an interesting time for me because it. I, I think what I'm learning as I age is that it it's less about the gifts, but it's more about the time shared together yes. and the energy that we choose to give to one another. I think yeah. probably that's the biggest gift above the physical things. And so it's so been true. really interesting for me to observe this. And I think if any other gift, it's just having the ability to have conversations like this mm-hmm. people like you and Scott and Casey and so many others, because the more that I reflect back on my journey, I can confidently say that it, it truly is because of all of you. I am who wow. I am today. That is so awesome. I kid you not. I always go back whenever something happens that one of you, one of your voices always in the Aww. background. 
my my friend Thomas and I've told him this many times. He's the one that I'm gonna visit in in Oslo. Mm-hmm. He's he's told me this a couple times, but it seems like he's told me that every time. And that's the importance of challenging your own assumptions and expectations. Mm. So every time I assume something or every time I expect something and it doesn't happen according to that, his voice always appears in the back of the mind. Challenge your assumptions. Why did you expect this? Mm-hmm. Why does it have to be this way? Who says any of that? So I, I think there's profound, and you mentioned the same exact point about language. Mm-hmm. I think language truly can create or destroy worlds. If given the choice. Well, and I think, you know, I love what you mentioned about what he said, because, you know, we limit our impact by expecting what only we know. Yes. We don't leave room for growth. Yeah. So that's why it's so good to let go of the outcomes and just do what you feel is the next best thing. So if you feel like, man, I'm just going to make this call. I don't know where it's going to lead me, but I feel led to make this phone call. You make the call and then you allow the organic connection to fold into something else that you wouldn't even imagine because you only know what you knew and you don't know much. (laughs) Yeah, to begin with. None of us do, right? We, We think we know, but... We're putting ourselves in a box sometimes if the outcome we're looking for is the one because it's not not anything different, you know? Yeah. It's not even anything better or way beyond what that was. We've not even given room for that. And I think ultimately what I'm learning as well is this concept of figured in doubt. And I don't think anyone has it figured it out. Right. <laughs> I think if anything is all of us are trying to figure out elements of it, but I don't think I'm ever going to figure out the whole thing because I think once I figure out the whole thing, it's the same exact thing. Once you know everything, you all of a sudden know nothing. Exactly. I think the same exact thing is about the journey and going back to how I even started this concept, the desire to hit the home run and figure it all out with one plan, one spreadsheet, one whatever it might be. But the reality is that, all it does is just leads to the next opportunity. So one opportunity to the next and to the next and to the next. It, I don't think it ultimately leads to that thing. Right. I mean, and I'm sure that you're going to have so many analogies with your trip, you know, yeah. about a journey and uh, the different places that you go because you have room for uh, living, for adding perspectives and, you know, having a richness to this journey because you don't have any expectations you know about certain things you know the food could end up being so much more or whatever because you don't have those expectations you know it's like an adventure and if you look at life i believe like that every day you know what you focus on is going to grow so if you want to focus on the adventure the newness the excitement and you know, learning and all that. I mean, you're going to have a lot richer experience with even mundane things. I was listening to uh, a gentleman on Clubhouse and he was saying that one of the ways that you can build your brand to be a billion dollar brand is to transform the mundane, to innovate the mundane. 
He was mm. like, you know, there's so many things that we do just out of habit. And it's like, you know, you make a comment on a um, post or, you know, you just send out an invoice to your client. But what are some things that you could do to innovate, you know, to mm -hmm. make that process innovative and creative and a part of your brand? And I mean, I thought that was so true. You know, mm -hmm. if we're in this space of this is always what's going to happen and we never look to it being an adventure and being exciting, you know, we're never going to have those raving fans like we're aspiring to have. We're not going to have yeah. referrals, you know, because it's so everybody can be OK. Everybody can be fine. But how can you be just over the top for somebody, you know, yeah. and usually it's not it's not the over the type over the top type of things. He said, it's just the everyday things that you do, but yeah. you do it different. Consistency. Yeah. In a way that has an impact. Mm -hmm. I think the opportunities are everywhere. Yeah. It's more mm -hmm. so, am I open to the opportunities? And yeah. do I see those things as opportunities to begin with? Exactly. But even in the simplest of things, they're everywhere. So but true. I appreciate you. I appreciate you for take, taking the time and, and sharing all this. And I'm glad that we're able to reconnect at yeah. ironically enough, probably would have been the same exact time. Yeah. Now that I think about it. Yeah. As last year. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's interesting how things fall in place. And like I said, grateful for you and so many others who have impacted my journey. So thank you. Thank you, you for everything so that you've welcome. done and thank you for everything that you continue to do. Well, you are so welcome. And so when are you planning on coming back finally? I'm not sure. That's a great that's a great oh, question. Sure. It'd be a while. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, yeah. So definitely, you know, you gotta let me know when you are. So maybe I can meet you at the airport. <laughs> Please do. <laughs> Some sense of familiarity would be much needed. I'm telling you, like you know, this. even though we've never met in person, but yeah. you know, it's one. Are you going to go back to Texas when you come back? I'm not sure. I, I'm actually not sure. I'm completely open to wherever this journey is going to take me. It's That's one, awesome. It's an adventure. That's yeah. all I can say. I'm loving that. Yeah. I'm, I want to be on that vibration when you get back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Please do. We'll make it happen. Okay. <laughs> Thank you all for listening to today's episode. I hope you enjoyed it as much as we did. If you haven't done so already, please consider subscribing to our future episodes so you can receive all of the latest content. Also, if you like what you heard, consider leaving us a review on iTunes, Facebook, or Google so more people can find these inspiring and courageous conversations. Once again, we thank you for listening and we'll look forward to having you next time.
Thank you.